Welcome to episode 23 of Degrassi Talks. Degrassi is back for its 12th season, and the first, week's, first week of episodes certainly were eventful. The Katie, Drew, and Bianca love triangle came to a head. There was drama with the drama club. Eli and Claire got back together. I mean, how do we even begin to process all of this? It was quite a crazy week. So in addition to discussing all of that insanity, Ashley and I are going to be talking about our recent trip to the set of Degrassi and the season 12 premiere party last Monday on the podcast today. So today we've got myself, Ashley, and Bianca on the show, so thanks to all of you guys for being on the podcast this week. Um, It's been a long time since we have spoken, so uh, how have you guys been lately, and um, are you excited that Degrassi's back? Yeah, just definitely excited Degrassi's back. I feel like we've gone far, far too long without some episodes. Um, at least it, that's what it feels like anyway. So, how about you, Ash? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Well, not recovering, but I guess relaxing uh, from the uh, really busy week that Aaron and I and a few of the other bloggers had last week since we all kind of did a lot of sightseeing and walking and all that fun stuff. But it was a really, really fun week, so... Right now I'm just doing nothing, really relaxing, getting ready to, you know, go back to school in a month and a half, which isn't that great, but whatever. I like school sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy week, so I guess let's just start talking about that. Um, it was amazing, like we had such a great time. First of all, for all the people who don't know, um, myself, Ashley, also Carrie from Degrassi Blog, and Alex and Taylor, the Degrassi Experience girls, we all got together and went to Toronto for a week um, leading up to the Degrassi premiere, and we got to do all sorts of things, some of them uh, like with Degrassi, like we got to visit the set, and we got to go to the premiere on Monday night at Much Music, and then also we did things like we went to visit Degrassi Street and like um, some old places where uh, Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High were filmed. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a crazy week, right, Ashley? Yeah, definitely, oh my god. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part of the week, Ashley? Um, I would probably say the premiere. I mean, I think it was great that we got to do, um, press and stuff, and we were, like, VIP, um, for the event. That was really, really great, because, I mean, I've gone to the, I've basically, I mean, I've gone to all of the premieres that they've had in the parking lots. And the first one, it was really, really chill. Like, there was no barriers. Second one, it was madness. Um, Lots of, like, screaming, lots of people. And I think the third one was kind of, like, the best of both worlds because, you know, we were able to get out of the madness and the craziness and we were able to, like, interact with the cast face-to-face instead of, like, between a barrier. So I think that was a great thing. Yeah, it was, it was, the premiere was awesome this year. It was so much better than last year. I mean, not just because we got to, like, interview the cast, which was fun, but also, um, just, like, the whole atmosphere, it was a lot more relaxed than previous years, I thought, and, um, it also wasn't nearly as hot as it was last year, which, for me, made a difference. Like, last year, all I remember is, like, sitting in the heat for hours, and, uh, this year it wasn't nearly as bad and it also wasn't as crowded but there was still a good crowd of fans there too Mm -hmm. and we didn't have to line up for like six hours so that was always good yeah we kind of avoided the lineup this year which i think we made a good choice about that yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so at the premiere they um basically they had all of the cast in the much music 
parking lot at, at different times and all the fans were there too and they were selling Degrassi merchandise and they were doing interviews so they did like a live uh, episode of New Music Live in the parking lot and they interviewed different cast members and also fans of Degrassi and then they did a live stream on muchmusic.com so they interviewed more cast members around the parking lot for that and then they screened the episode at 10 o'clock and so we all got to watch it together with all the fans and the cast were there and the cast families were there and people from Epitome were there and uh, yeah it was a, it was a good time for sure uh, and they also did autograph signings and um, the cast did picture sessions too which was really great yep and I can't who did we interviewed Sam Chloe Annie Shanice Jacob Lyle and Aislinn so I think we got like a wide range of cast members um, to talk to, and uh, can't wait for you guys to hear all of the uh, interviews and stuff because they'll be posted twice a week on uh, Degrassi Online. Yeah, we're posting the interviews every Monday and Friday throughout the summer, so we'll have new um, clips each week. And uh, the cast were so nice; like, you know, they answered all of our questions and. They like knew who we were, which was weird. <laughs> and mm-hmm. They were just so they were so sweet, and they were so excited to get to talk to us. And they really enjoy interacting with the fans and like actually talking to the fans because I think that um, like when they do autograph signings and stuff, it's just kind of like, "Hi, how are you? Sign. Hi, how are you? Sign." Like you don't really get to talk to them. It's you know because there's like a lineup, everybody has to keep moving. But um, to get to actually like talk to them and ask them questions and things like that was just really great. And um, they're all so nice. I mean. I can't say anything negative about any anybody who even works on Degrassi, really. So Yeah, exactly. They're all extremely nice. So, Aaron, who is yeah. your favorite person to see? That's a good question. I mean, maybe Lyle, just because we interacted with him the most throughout the week. We saw him when we were on set, and then we also interviewed him. And so when we interviewed him, he already knew who we were because we saw him on set pretty, uh, like earlier in the week. And, um, yeah, he was really nice and uh he's just hilarious and um yeah he's a sweetheart and he loves Degrassi like he uh you could tell that being on Degrassi is like such a a dream come true for him so it's always great to see that what about you Ashley um I don't know I mean I like all of them I uh I saw Luke we didn't interview him but I saw him like when they were doing the autographs things and I saw Ray um which was nice because I haven't seen Ray in a really really long time um, I don't know. I, I, I like Daislin. Daislin was really, really nice. She, like, I mean, not that the others didn't, but she really thought out her answers, and she was very genuine when she was talking. So, yeah, I think I'd say Aislinn. Yeah, for sure. Actually, like, funny story. We, uh, actually, just me and Carrie ran into Aislinn outside of the subway, like, in the middle of the week one day, and it was a total coincidence. We were actually on our way over to uh, Centennial College, which is where they filmed Degrassi High, so we were just going to, like, go to Centennial College and take pictures. So we took the subway there, and then Carrie and I were waiting outside the subway for um, Ashley, Alex, and Taylor, and Aislinn just, like, walked by us randomly, (laughs) and I think that she recognized Carrie because he was wearing, like, a Degrassi shirt. (laughs) And <laughs> so we were like, oh my god, hi! And she said that she was, like, following our adventures on Twitter or something like that. That's which was awesome. Really sweet. And, yeah, she looked adorable. And, yeah, so we talked to her for, like, a couple minutes. And then she was off to go um, buy something to wear for the premiere. But, yeah, it was so funny because it was just a complete coincidence. 
Yes. That's really funny. So was that before or after you had, like, interviewed her? That was before because it was – it was pretty close to the beginning of the trip, I think. I, yeah, I think it was, like, Thursday or something. We arrived on yeah. Tuesday or something. It was the day after the set, right? Yeah. So it was Saturday. Saturday. No, That's Friday. Funny. Friday, yes. I can't get my days straight. <laughs> but, yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. I think I mean, the premiere is great because, like, it's that one event every single year that I, like, really look forward to. I mean... The cast will be at, like, various other events, and, you know, they do the live hits and stuff like that, and, you know, sometimes I don't necessarily want to go and go to the live hits and wait outside for, like, two hours and stuff, but, like, the season 12 premiere is just great because you feel, like, so involved and so immersed in, like, Degrassi and Epitome and the cast and everything, and it's great. It's always great to see um, so many fans come out and to see people get so excited about the show at the beginning of every season. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's a great event. And, it, you know, one advantage that Much Music has is that because all the cast live in Toronto, it's so easy for them to, like, do these things. Um, so, I mean, you definitely have to feel sorry for uh, American fans of Degrassi, mm-hmm. like you, Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> who obviously don't get to do um, stuff like this. Ashley and I are fortunate enough to live near Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, it's a treat when Team Nick does, when they finally get their stuff together and they do, you know, the like the premiere they had for the second half of in, earlier in the year. And that was great. So I'm just hoping that, you know, they take, Team Nick kind of takes a note from that and notice how popular the show is and how loyal the fans are. Um, and hopefully they'll run with that for, the, for all of us States fans out there. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think it was great that they did start doing more events again. Because back in the day, like, when Teen Nick did their mall tour, or it was the end back then, um, that was just insanity. Like, yeah. there were, you know, like, the cast were, like, major celebrities at major malls all across the United States. And then, um, you know, not long after that, Teen Nick just kind of, like, stopped doing those kinds of things with the cast and uh, so hopefully they start again and they you know make it a yearly thing because I think it'd be pretty popular Definitely. absolutely but yeah I just want to say that how jealous I am of you guys <laughs> I was I like had to not look at Twitter anymore because I was getting so jealous and so envious of you guys um, that I really wish I could have made it but unfortunately um, you know money doesn't allow it sometimes um but yeah, I mean, the, the trip sounds phenomenal, and I'm hoping we can do this. This can be a yearly thing. Yeah, I hope so. It would be awesome if we could. Um, it's difficult to get everybody to Toronto and to coordinate everything, but um, I mean, I'm definitely, I'll be back next year. Yeah, same with me. Sure. I live yeah. there, so kind of, yeah. I'm kind we of We missed you, Bianca. Yeah, we Aww, really did. Thank you. We were wishing you were there, and Chrissy, too, who, she's not on the podcast this week, but yeah. um, Chrissy also wasn't able to make the trip, so we were sad that um, both of you guys weren't there. Yeah. Next year, for sure. I'm saving up now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you better be there. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ashley, maybe we should talk a bit about um, visiting the set, sure. too, because yeah. that was uh, just, that was an amazing day. Um, so... The bloggers and I, we all got to visit Epitome on, I guess we went on Thursday in the morning, and it was so awesome. How we actually ended up 
getting there was um, we contacted Epitome and asked if they would be interested in doing like some season 12 press with a bunch of the bloggers and we said we're all coming to Toronto and this is the amazing part about Degrassi they actually said yes to this like no <laughs> other tv show would ever like allow like a group of like no-name bloggers like visit their <laughs> studio like, <laughs> it just seems insane right but like epitome they're just so awesome and they are so willing to work with the fans and get to know the fans and everything so for some reason they actually like let us yeah exactly and, um, well it's, yeah. it's even awesome because they don't like usually i mean they don't do set tours or like what people visit the set regularly so it was really awesome for us to you know be able to go there especially at the time of like when we went because it was the last day before the hiatus and they were going on a hiatus for like two months or something like that so it was crazy at epitome when we went yeah i took so many pictures while we were there and it wasn't my first time visiting the set and it wasn't ashley's first time either We've both been there before because we both won contests previously. So (laughs) it was actually my second time visiting the set. But it was just as good as the first time. In some ways, it was actually better because I kind of like knew my way around a bit more and knew what to expect. But um, what are some of the things we did? We, uh, Stephen Stone gave us like a tour, which was really cool. I love him. Yeah, he was adorable and... um, uh, he told us like a lot of exciting things about season 12. He said that season 12 is going to be more like issue based storylines. Um, oh, good. And yeah, of course, more drama as always, but we were really excited uh, when we heard that. And yeah, he took us around to all the major sets, and we also got to see like the LA complex sets too. Um,. What else were some of the highlights from the set visit? Um, we got to talk to the writers. Which yeah, was, that was really cool. Yeah, which is really cool because I mean we follow all of them on Twitter and stuff like that, so it's cool to like see them in the flesh. And some of us got a little peek of the writers' room. I don't think any of us saw anything, but no, I like closed <laughs> yeah. my eyes because I didn't want to see anything. Uh, what else did we do? We got to hold each of us got like a turn to take a picture with the Emmy that Degrassi won in nineteen. It was eighty six. Eighty six or one yeah. of the eighties. Yeah. Um, which was really, really cool. I'm trying to think of what... I- oh, we got to eat lunch with Lyle, and um, that was <laughs> that was really fun, because, there, I mean, there was there was, a, there was set members, like, on the set and everything, but they were kind of finished for the day, and Lyle was, Lyle was still there, so it was really nice to, like, talk to him for, you know, a while and interact with him, which was really cool. Yeah, we got to watch uh, them film a scene. Which was very exciting, and, and obviously Ashley and I are not allowed to say what the scene's about, otherwise yeah. we will get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a very emotional scene, I think I can say yeah. that, and um, it's for an episode that's happening in the second half of season 12, and I was like crying just like watching the monitor as they filmed the scene, yeah. like, <laughs> and it's just like this tiny little monitor, so I think that people are going to really, really like the storyline, because I know that I already do, the tiny bit that I know about it, at least. Yeah, well, I mean, like, once I found out, like, what it was, I was like, yes! But it was so emotional, because I was like, it was obviously a very emotional scene, but it's something that I have really, like, wanted them to do for a really long time. So, I think it's going to be a great storyline, and I can't wait for it to, like, play out to see how it shows up on screen. Yeah, I think that 
a lot of fans have been wanting Degrassi to do this storyline for a while. And with the character that it's with, um, it might be a bit unexpected, but it's going to be, you know, it's definitely something that still is a major issue for teenagers today. And I think a lot of kids will be able to relate to it. So I'm excited. Way to put the suspense up, guys. I I really want to know. (laughs) I'm going to have to harass you guys after this about it. (laughs) <laughs> um, did you guys have to sign like a non-disclosure so that or like so that like whatever you saw you couldn't say anything or they just uh, no they they trust us yeah oh, that's yeah good. we didn't we didn't actually sign anything we just I mean we have to like promise not to say anything and of course right. we won't right right but you know yeah like Ashley said they trust us for some reason <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. like I, I mean, said they're way too nice yeah. to us I mean obviously we're not gonna go and like you know live tweet and be like oh so-and-so have, like, this happened with this person and blah, 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 like... Right. I guess no, 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 that's, I mean, that's great that they're trusting like that, because, I mean, especially since since we're bloggers and we're out there and people follow us, and, you know, it's it, it's good that they, that they have faith that they can show you this stuff and still be like, we know that they're not going to see. Yeah, definitely. When you're meeting everybody who works at Epitome, like not just the cast, but even like the like camera crew and like, you know, people who you may not think about, you really get the sense that everybody who works there is like so passionate about working for Degrassi and about the show and about the fans. And I think that that's why they're so open to doing things like meeting with the fans and involving us more. Like you can tell that they just, they really believe in what they're doing. And, um, you know, it's more it's more than just like making a TV show that gets good ratings. Like they really um, are dedicated to the message of the show, and it's I just I love seeing that and just meeting everybody who works at Epitome. Like they're all so nice, and it's like makes me even love Degrassi even more if that's even possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you guys want to talk about the episodes this week? Because there was so much that happened this week, and it was a crazy way to start the week, I think. Um, and, you know, just getting some of the reaction from, like, fans online, it seemed like people were, for the most part, very positive about the episodes, which was exciting to see. Um, so what did you guys think of the first four episodes of Season 12? The first four episodes were great, I thought. Um, one, I'm very glad that the one episode per day or or four times a week format is back I just feel like it's I don't know it's just a lot easier to keep up with um, and the stories are much more fluid that way because you kind of remember what happened just yesterday Um, so but the the storylines these four episodes were I think really 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 great Um, of course I love the Eclair reunion of course um and just, you know, Maya's storyline and um, the even, I actually even enjoyed a Luke storyline with the Bianca and um, Katie triangle. So overall, I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I loved the first week of the episodes. I mean, there was some stuff that I didn't really like, but I mean, it wasn't like, oh, cringeworthy. I need to like stop and like fast forward through all this stuff. Um, I, I loved the whole, like, Drew, Bianca, Katie kind of love triangle thing going on. I think that was a great way to start off the season. Um, and the Maya, you know, like, typical 
embarrassing grade nine storyline happened, which was hilarious. And I'm glad that they did that because, I mean, when Claire was in, like, you know, grade nine, she had, like, the vibrator thing going on. So I think the chicken cutlet thing was awesome. Um, and I just can't wait for the rest of the season to kind of play out because if it's anything to go off of the first week, it's going to be amazing. I completely agree. I loved the episodes. I don't know if it's just me, but there seems to be like a new kind of energy to the show this year. Maybe it's just because I got to do all these amazing things like visit the set and go to the premiere last week or something. So my mind's kind of like, Degrassi, Degrassi, Degrassi. But um, yeah, just it was one of like they were those kinds of episodes that I just wanted to go back and rewatch and and relive over and over again. And I haven't felt that way about Degrassi in a while so it's great to have this like new excitement for the show and I think that it does seem so far that the episodes are more issue based more friendships you know we got things like Connor and Casey interaction and stuff like that that the fans love that's just really exciting and um yeah I I don't have very many negative things to say about these four episodes because I loved them um, I was wondering what you guys thought about the uh, 10 p.m. time slot now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll admit it, it is kind of late, but it actually kind of fits my schedule better, to be honest with you, since I, I work crazy hours. Um, it's it's hard, especially to trying to grab a younger fan base to put it so late, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I- I guess they figure that, like, in the summertime, you know, kids aren't going to be in school, so they're going to be staying up late anyways kind of thing. So I think that, you know, hopefully that works, and hopefully they're still, you know, doing well at that time. Um, I wasn't sure, like, how I felt about it when I first heard that it was going to be on at 10, because, uh, like, I get up at, like, 5 for work every morning, you know, those of us who still work and don't get summers off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, unfortunate. But, um... So yeah, like I get up really early for work every morning, and so having it at 10 is kind of like, usually I try to go to bed at 10, and so since Degrassi's on at 10 now, it means that like I have zero chance of going to bed at 10, because obviously I will watch Degrassi, and then afterwards I have to talk about it with everybody, so (laughs) I'm losing like an hour of sleep this summer because of this show, but so far it's good enough that it's totally worth it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the time change doesn't really mean anything to me because I'm up late anyways, regardless of, like, getting up early in the morning and stuff. Um, But, yeah, I definitely agree with you, Bianca, about the whole, like, um, age kind of thing. And even, like, at 10 o'clock, you know, people might be out with their friends and stuff. I think, like, 9 is kind of a good time, but, I mean, 10 works, too. I would have to assume that that the reason it got pushed back to 10 is because of much music because, I mean... Teenick doesn't really run anything in originals. I mean, I think at nine o'clock they're now airing South of Nowhere repeats. Um, so I'm wondering, what did they put in the nine o'clock hour at, on Much Music? Um, it, it varies, but I think it probably was a huge part in like the time slot change because I know on Tuesdays the LA Co- Complex is on at nine. Okay, that and then Degrassi's it. on at ten. So I think it's kind of like them trying to promote their new shows a little bit more because yeah. Degrassi already has you know, a pretty good fan base in Canada. So I think part of it definitely is, you know, um, upping the viewership in some of their other new shows. Right. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping it sticks just because, you know, I work in TV and the, moving from a 9 o'clock to a 10 o'clock slot is kind of a bit of a downgrade, especially since it's a kid's show. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, up there in Canada where the ratings are, you know, pretty significant that it – 
that it stays. But so far, so good. I mean, the the, the storylines have been great, so I'm hoping people are watching. Yeah, we haven't heard anything about the ratings yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been, like, a press release or anything, which I don't know what that means. But, <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's still doing well. And I think a lot of people underestimate that, like, you know, even though Degrassi is a kid show, there are actually like a lot of people in their twenties who and I, older who like watch us. it. Like, you know, it definitely doesn't, it's not just like a 12 year old audience. It, it has um, a wide range of ages who, who watch it for sure. So sure. hopefully that helps too. <laughs> All right. So let's first start about the main storyline uh, this week, which was the Drew, Katie and Bianca love triangle storyline which focused on drew trying to break up with katie and then unfortunately he sleeps with katie when he intends to break up with her and then so she thinks that they're back together and then gets her heart broken when she finds out that that is not in fact the case so i know that on this podcast we've all had kind of mixed reactions about drew and about this love triangle in the past (laughs) um what are some of your guys thoughts on the storyline this week you know, I actually didn't mind it so much. And, like, I know I'm very anti-Drew, and I'm very anti-Drew and Bianca, and I was thinking I was even anti-Drew and Katie. So I was really not having very high expectation with the storyline um, this week. But um, but it was actually really interesting to watch. I actually, one, enjoyed Bianca, and I never usually really do. Um, I actually didn't mind Drew this time because he was actually pretty funny and really what a guy would typically do in this situation. I think it's very believable. Um, my only disappointment was Katie, though, because I kind of thought Katie would be would be kind of stronger than that, and I know that she's been through a whole lot um, the past, you know, since she's been on the show. Um, but I was kind of disappointed that she was all, like, weepy and over a guy and yada, yada, yada. Like, I don't know. I just don't deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I definitely wasn't expecting Katie to do that at all because, I mean, you've seen her previously and she's such a strong character. And for her to just kind of break down like that, it was kind of surprising. But, I mean, I love the storyline. I thought it was hilarious when, you know, Katie shows the video of Drew, like, dancing and everything, and he's like, I just had sex. I just had sex. That was, like, Luke's best moment ever on the show. No, I I thought the same thing. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen of Luke's right now. And just so funny. I don't know how, like, when he was, like, when they filmed him in the cafeteria watching it, and maybe he really wasn't watching it while they were filming it, but how he just kept a straight face while he was watching that video because, I mean, I die every time I see it. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought that Drew this week was so funny. And Drew is probably, like, one of my least favorite characters on the show and maybe he still is but I don't know I kind of just like tolerated his storylines right. this week because it was hilarious and I was entertained and um in the past I've always kind of been uncomfortable with like Katie and Bianca always blaming each other or even Allie too for things that I see as being like Drew's fault and I kind of feel like um he doesn't maybe like face consequences the same way but and I find it difficult to feel sorry for him sometimes but this week I thought it was really interesting how they took the whole like concussion storyline angle to it towards the end of the week and um yeah I really I really liked it so I don't have even any major complaints which for me is sh- is shocking right yeah, so, right for a Jewish storyline yes 
yeah. The only complaints <laughs> yeah, that I have is with Katie, so. <laughs> yeah. Nothing with Drew or Bianca. I know, strangely enough. And, like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, did anyone feel that, like, Katie should have, I mean, I guess towards the end she kind of, like, got her revenge, but... I mean, do you feel like do you guys feel like Katie kind of was a little too weepy for for her character? Do you guys feel like she was out of character at all? Yeah, definitely. I mean, with the whole Jake and Katie thing going on, I thought that it happened a little bit farther into the season. I mean, Marisol might have, you know, pushed her a little bit to like go and be all relationshipy with like um, Jake and everything, but I felt like it would have taken her a little bit longer to get over Drew. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I just feel like Katie and Jake or whatever, they need to slow down a little bit. But I have a feeling it might move a little bit too fast. Yeah, I think that Katie was, I mean, she was behaving the way a lot of girls behave when they oh. get dumped by their That's boyfriends, true. you know, like crying, going to some like rebound guy, egging someone's car. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's like a bit in a way stereotypical of like how you would expect a girl to react to just been broken up with Mm -hmm. but um I mean I don't know I don't have like any huge problems with her I kind of like I wish that Katie would just like leave Bianca alone and just realize that like she doesn't need Drew you know she doesn't need some guy who's gonna go and cheat on her with a girl he hooked up with in the boiler room like I wish that Katie could see that you know but I at the same time I understand why she doesn't so and how do you guys feel about her, like, because now it look, we're, we're led to assume that she's going to not be all Miss Perfect and not be all Miss Popular and kind of kind of do, like, um, pull an Ashley, um, let's say. How do you guys feel about that? I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be interesting, too. I don't, I mean, I don't really know, like, where they're going to go with that yet. So I'm still trying to, you know figure it out and right now she just seems like really creepy almost right? like at the end of the third episode this week and she's like the the way is clear whatever she was saying <laughs> um it was almost no, like that is what she said yeah she looks like she's possessed <laughs> like, right. i don't even i don't know where they're gonna go with that so i think we'll just have to see yeah exactly i mean we only see the hair color change obviously because we've seen chloe in person or whatever or in pictures so we have like all we really can go on is the drastic hair color change right yeah for sure what do you guys think about drew and bianca getting together at the end i i think i'm finally accepting them (laughs) i think um you know i kind of really just thought that their relationship was just pure physical considering the boiler room and considering all the other shit that's happened with them but now i'm actually thinking that bianca might actually really love him and that he might actually really love her um which is weird Weird, but in a good way. Yeah, I like them together for some odd reason. So I'm kind of hoping that they stay together for a little bit. Um, But I really want to see what's going to happen with them because I've liked what I've seen so far this week. So if it's any indication, then I think I'm going to like their relationship this season. Yeah, I want to not like them together just because, like, I wish that Bianca wouldn't, like, get with someone who's cheated on her. But, um... (laughs) Like, Luke and Alicia just have such great chemistry that it's really hard not to like them sometimes. Like, when they're in scenes together, they're 
both so good, and you can't help but want to watch them, so... Yeah, I don't, like... I'm still kind of, like, team nobody when it comes to who Drew should end up with, but... Right. <laughs> But I, you know, I'm I'm okay with him being with Bianca. It's all right. <laughs> I can deal with it. Because he, he really is a pig. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's a huge, he's like your typical douchebag guy in high school. But I mean, whatever. If, you know, like, like everyone said, we don't really mind it that he's with Bianca, so. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, so we have to talk about Eli and Claire, otherwise people are going to get mad at us. <laughs> So, <laughs> I will get mad at us. That was a major part <laughs> of the storylines this week. I mean, when we were watching it in the parking lot at the premiere, like people were oh cheering, God. people were crying. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know, every time like Eli and Claire came on the screen. It was it was amazing. So, um yeah. Thoughts on Eli and Claire finally getting back together. I mean, I guess because they've been apart for so long, I I wanted it to be a little bit more epic than what it was. But I mean, I guess I'm just happy that they're back together again because, I mean, they really are... Not that they're so perfect for each other, but just their chemistry is out of control. And, you know, when they do scenes together, it's like, it's it's just so great to watch. It's really great TV for me. So, um, I'm happy, but I just wish it was a little more when they got back together. I'm not... I don't... Uh, um... I mean, I'm happy that they're back together and stuff, but I feel like they just came back on and they were 100%, and I kind of wanted them to have a little bit of a struggle to, like, you know, be like, oh, we're dating again, instead of, like, 100%, like, staying on the phone all night with each other and, like, Eli being so understanding and stuff. Right. I wish there was a bit of a struggle, but, I mean, I'm happy that they're back together because everybody wants them back together and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted them to, you know, like, fight a little bit before they decided, like, oh, we're dating again. See, I liked it. I like this new kind of, like, relaxed version of Eli and Claire. You know, I feel like they're both in a good place now. And I also like the fact that it really seems like this season that the more dramatic storylines are going to be, like, not about their relationship. And that, you know, obviously I think they will stay together probably for the rest of the season but I feel like they're going to kind of have each other to rely on and then all the major storylines and drama will be about you know outside sources so Eli's got like this play drama going on with Becky and Claire's obviously going to have this storyline with her internship and I, I like that I like that the focus isn't completely on their relationship but they still get to be together and happy which obviously makes the fans happy too so I think that the writers have actually like they have a good balance this year between, um, you know, Eli and Claire being together, but it not being like the Eli and Claire relationship drama show or anything like that. So right. I, I it's like the it. yeah, definitely. It's like the best of both worlds, almost, you know, because I mean, people yeah, exactly. people go absolutely crazy when they're not together. So it's, I feel like you're right. It's actually a really great compromise. So, and it obviously kept us happy this week, right? So, you know, I'm assuming everybody else is pretty is pretty pleased as well. Yeah, and I feel like Claire's going to get some really good storylines this season, apart from just, like, boyfriend drama storylines, which, you know, a lot of people have complained about in the the past that she's just been, like, this kind of, like, boy-crazy character. But it really seems like this year she's just, you know, she's in a good relationship, but she's got so many other things going on in her life as well. And I love the fact that, you know, she still 
went with her um, internship, even though it was her date with Eli. And I love the fact that he didn't get mad at her for it. And just I loved how everything was okay and everybody seems happy and Claire has her life, but she also has Eli. And it they seem like they are a much healthier relationship now, so I can appreciate that. All right, so the other storylines this week involved um, Maya and Tristan and the whole um, drama club drama. So um, I, the Maya storyline, for one, I think a lot of people really loved. Again, at the premiere, I mean, people were, like, cheering, laughing, like, every time um, she had a scene. So uh, how do you guys feel about, you know, Maya's chicken cutlet <laughs> dilemma? Um, I really like – I at first I didn't really like Maya. I mean, I – it's my struggle with all the new characters. Like, I really don't warm up to them right away until I find something that's obviously redeeming about them. Maya, she reminds me of um, a young Emma Nelson. And I loved Emma, so therefore I think I'm going to love her. They kind of have, like, the same struggles with awkwardness in the beginning. So this whole chicken color scene kind of reminded me, like, like um, I think Erin, you said of, um, what was it? in the bathroom the oh um Claire and um, Claire and Allie with you know with the in Allie in the bathroom and like Emma when she had her first period it kind of like reminded me of those like issues so it it really like brought me back to old school Degrassi which was really really nice and I feel like I haven't felt that way in a really really long time because like everyone said that the Degrassi's been really focused about just like the relationship aspect as opposed to the issues aspect. So it was nice. I really, I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it too. And I mean, obviously, you know, Maya's a little bit shy. She's grade nine and stuff like that. But when you see her throw um, the chicken cutlet at Owen, like you can tell that she, you know, she knows how to stand up for herself. So I think that's kind of great because she, well, she's similar to Emma in that sense because, I mean, obviously Emma had all these embarrassing moments and everything, but she knew when um, to stand up for herself, and I think that's great. Although I hated the kind of aspect where she let um, Tristan go on her face range page, I thought that was kind of stupid (laughs) because, I mean, this this day and age, I don't think anybody would really do that. I mean, maybe Maya would, but it kind of like, I don't know, I hated that aspect of the storyline. But I liked, you know, Cam and Maya together, and I'm excited to see what they're going to be doing, but didn't like the whole hacking of the face range. Maya throwing the chicken cutlet at Owen was, like, one of my favorite scenes of the week. And Ashley will know this because she was sitting beside me when we were watching it. I laughed really loud, and it was kind of embarrassing. But, yeah, like, I thought it was awesome. I, you know, like Bianca said it was going back to kind of the old Degrassi, and I feel like a lot of Degrassi in season 11 was, like, guns and gangs and shootings and, like, relationships (laughs) and people breaking up and, you know. But this was, like, you know, classic Degrassi grade 9 awkwardness that everybody can relate to, of course. So, yeah, loved. (laughs) So lastly... um, the school play is now Romeo and Jules. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys feel about that? And what did you think about um, Tristan's storyline and Eli and Becky and that whole dynamic? I'm curious about Becky. Um, at first, she seems like another oh god, it's like another goody two shoes type and like a Holly J type bitch. And um, and now they kind of twisted this whole thing with Romeo and Jules that she could be like 
you know, a straight up homophobe and probably really, really into her religion. Um, so I'm curious about her for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see like how they portray her character and, um, you know, will they just make her and her brother like the villain characters or will they also show the storyline from their point of view as well? Um, I don't know. Wait, who's her brother? Um, Luke, his name is his name. Yeah, his name is Luke. Yeah, Yeah, Craig Arnold is who plays him. Um, yeah, her twin brother is on the hockey team. Oh, right. Yeah, he's also like another like super religious character from Florida. Florida. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, well, I mean, their characters are based on the FFA and the whole um, controversy with that. So, I, I mean, I hope they kind of show a different side to them. And, you know, they're obviously, I mean, it's because of religion and stuff, but I kind of hope that, you know, there's a little bit of rebellion. And um, obviously there's going to be huge conflict between Becky and Eli because of the whole um, Romeo and Jules kind of thing, which I think is a great idea. Um, and, you know, good on Eli for doing that. But I think the play's just going to be such, like, there's going to be so much drama with the play. Um, and I love that uh, Eli gave Tristan the role, but we'll see how Tristan does. It was funny how Teen Nick kept doing these, like, Team Eli or Team Becky (laughs) hashtags, because I was kind of like, you know, I don't think that too many people who watch Degrassi are going to be like, Team Becky. Yeah, seriously. You know, know, who are you going to pick? Like, who wouldn't want Tristan to be in the play? (laughs) Or, like, you know, obviously she has a problem with doing a play about two gay guys and you know it just seems hard to believe that like somebody who's a fan of Degrassi would like team Becky that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. so I just thought that was really great so I like Becky so far like I mean I don't agree with her obviously but I think that she's going to be an interesting character and I think that she brings kind of like a new dynamic to the show and um, also I just I think it's hilarious that Degrassi's basically like you know taken the FFA and like written a character about how stupid they are <laughs> like, <laughs> that just is amazing to me yeah definitely it's like it's like Degrassi's being like passive aggressive about how they feel <laughs> about the FFA and, ra- and actually writing them into the show but I mean you know it's 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 good I mean it's something they haven't done before I don't think it's a really character they've had before um, but yeah I mean unless you want to count um, oh God! What's Owen? Who, who I'm hoping is still, you know, trying to tackle his kind of homophobic issues with with his brother. Um, I just want to say that I love their interaction this week again. I love how they only talk when Owen is working out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then Tristan Jones just like shows in. up, right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, everything that Tristan did this entire week, like, every single moment he, like, appeared in the background, I was, like, <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> he was perfect this week. I love his one-liners. And, um, oh, yeah, for Like, sure. go suck an egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. I cheered. I cheered at my television, okay? <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's, I think that this storyline is, is going to be great and I'm so you know like when Tristan got the lead in the play I cheered when he yelled at Owen I cheered like I'm just like so um excited right now and uh I can't I can't wait for the rest of the storyline 
And I think that the interesting thing about how, Bianca, you were comparing Owen to um, Becky, I think that the interesting thing about that is that Owen's homophobia is bit different in that like Becky she has this like ideology that she completely believes is the truth and whereas Owen he just is kind of a jerk for no reason or like I mean I guess you could say that he's trying to fit in with his friends but um, I think that they definitely come from different perspectives still and it's going to be interesting to see just how they you know how they deal with Becky and Luke and and how Becky and Luke deal with their own beliefs and where they come from obviously they come from florida long way away and um <laughs> and uh yeah eli saying welcome to oh, the at the end i was just like i was i was like i worship that this was show. great <laughs> you know but i <laughs> i was so glad it was a i feel like topic. they could have picked a better place in florida i mean yes the ffa is in <laughs> FFA is in florida right i believe but like yeah. i feel like it's because there's so many different parts of like a more yeah, conservative like, place. Yeah, like I feel like you know, like K- Kentucky maybe or not Florida. Because like Florida has Miami and there's a lot of things going on in Miami. But I'm just saying they should have picked a better place in Florida. Yeah, Becky's still like she's um, you know she's very religious, but she, it's not like she's a right, farmer right. or something like that. Like she doesn't come right. off as like a redneck mm-hmm. kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you don't want Degrassi to be, like, stereotyping Florida right, by any exactly. means. And hopefully they do make Becky and Luke, like, well-rounded characters as opposed to just, like, enemies. But... Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they're going to show their parents, too, because I saw one of them tweet a picture with, like, their on-screen parents. So, I like, we know that there's going to be some parent interactions, so hopefully, I guess, we see more of a full story of, you know, who they are and why they're the way they are. Yeah. That is awesome. And I feel like I could continue talking about these episodes forever because I'm so, like, excited. <laughs> um, we've already been talking for 46 minutes, I see. Yeah. So maybe we should start to wrap this up. I'm sure people are tired of hearing our voices by now. But um, <laughs> I hope that everybody um, really enjoyed Degrassi this week. And from what I've heard about Season 12, I think that it's going to get even better, if that's even possible. So, um I think we're going to be in for a great, a great ride this summer. So, um, Ashley, I was thinking of bringing up the uh, giveaway. Oh yeah, okay. Do you think we should do that? Sure. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah, should. we have a bit of a giveaway planned. Um, when we were at the premiere, we got a whole bunch of um, autographs from the cast, so we thought we'd give them to the listeners of this podcast. So, um, if you follow us on Twitter, which is at Degrassi Talks, all one word. Look us up, follow us on Twitter. Um, we're going to be asking questions from Twitter, and then if you reply to us, we're going to be choosing random people and giving you guys some autographs from the cast of Degrassi. So I have lots to give away. And um, yeah, so just look us up on Twitter, Degrassi Talks, tweet us, interact with us as the episodes are airing, um, and maybe you can win an autograph. It'll be awesome. Yeah. So All right, so I guess that's it for the podcast this week. Um, it looks like there'll be some great storylines next week as well. Don't know when the next time we'll be doing a podcast because it just kind of depends on all of our schedules, but hopefully we'll be back soon, and hopefully everybody enjoyed listening to our random 
very enthusiastic, <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> comments about the first the first four episodes. So we will talk to you guys later and see everyone soon. All right. Bye. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.